I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Hi everyone and welcome to the Power 365 show. I'm really looking forward to interviewing today's guest, Ed Grant. Ed comes from the background of private equity and financial services and went on to co-found Solgari, an omni-channel uh, cloud communication service. In fact, they're saying it's all channel. Amazing solution they have, but I really want to drill into their ISV journey. We'll explore their role as an ISV within Dynamics 365, what's next for the industry, and how you can stay ahead of many of the curveballs. Full show notes can be found at nz365guide.com forward slash 83. Now let's get on with the show. Hi, Ed. Welcome to the Power 365 show. Hi, Mark. Thanks very much for inviting me on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's good meeting you up in Scotland at, at recent uh, Dynamics 365 Saturdays. Um, it's, you know, it wasn't the first time I met you, obviously. Uh, one of the partner conferences, I had the chance to sit down and learn about Solgari. Can you just tell us uh, just briefly about Solgari and, uh, and you know, how that company came about? Yes, indeed. We, we started Solgari five years ago, and uh, we had a vision that communications would be delivered as a fully integrated solution across all channels. So voice, video, SMS chat, even third-party social media, chat, etc. And we saw that the world of communications was going this way, as indeed is uh, technology in general. And uh, so we uh, we launched the company. Our CTO, uh, Vance Harris, comes from a communications background, and he had tremendous vision about how we could deliver a fully integrated solution across all the channels, all the functionality, even down to the carrier level. So we could, we could deliver all this as a per-user-per-month SaaS solution anywhere in the world. And um, so we, we off we went and uh, we raised plenty of um, outside capital to build the business because you need capital to build these companies. And we focused hard on route to market, product first, then route to market. And uh, product ended up as us delivering what's what we consider to be an all-channel solution. So it's even beyond omni-channel in that it delivers all the channels. And um, in terms of our route to market, Mark, we focus really hard on Microsoft because we have a very complementary solution to what Microsoft are doing, in particular with Dynamics 365. So we have a powerful integration with, with Dynamics 365 using channel integration framework, which, which we can talk about. And that puts us um, in, in the middle of the Dynamics ecosystem around partners and customers that require to offer to their own customers all channel communication uh, capability. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so we'll, we'll come back to Solgari in a, in a bit more detail shortly. Just give me some background uh, where you've come. You you seem to be you had a very international career. France, Ireland, as well. Uh, you studied in Germany. Can you tell us a bit about your story about your journey so far? Sure. I'm my background actually is corporate finance. I'm I'm not from a technology background at all. So I, um, you you were not like uh, you guys in New Zealand, Mark, where we're very outward looking. You know, small country, so very outward looking people, Irish people in general. So, yeah, I I I I, I went and learned German. Um, I, I have a German degree, business and German degree. So I did a year Erasmus in in Germany, and then I joined City, uh, the American corporate investment bank and I worked in tech media and telecoms for 10 years started in London then I went to Dublin where there's a lot of tax-based work going on that I worked on for a few years and then I went to France to work on on all the major French TMT businesses of which there's some inc incredible companies in the French market and um, so I did that for 10 years in city that was that was a brilliant experience I was doing uh, mainly balance sheet um, M&A type work you know bonds um, um, you know acquisitions and I reached a point where 
your city is a fantastic company, but yet, yet you're a very small cog in a massive wheel. Okay, so you know I had ambitions to to um, you know eventually launch my own business, but to get into uh, smaller type companies, private equity to start with, and I joined a small private equity firm that was based out of Dublin, but focused very much on international technology opportunities, and that's what led me into the world of software as a service. And that that particular business made some SaaS investments, and from there I I, I built good contacts with, for example, the Irish government VC company, which is called Enterprise Ireland, which is a fantastic outfit. And Enterprise Ireland then introduced me to John Colgan, my colleague and our CEO at Sogari. And John and Vance were already down the road thinking about SaaS applications and had a great track record in delivering technology products. And uh, from there, we actually started Sogari five years ago. So that's a bit of background to where I came from. So it was driven by ambition. Uh, to do my own thing. And then I met up with two very powerful and very clever entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. we decided to, to launch this together. So there's three of you that, that kind of run the direction of the company. Absolutely. So John mm -hmm. Colgan is CEO and John is, um, you know, John is an entrepreneur with a big track record and he sold uh, companies to level three in the US. He sold companies in the UK to, for example, to the Tote. So John is, uh, you know, he's, he's got great, uh, capability and vision and um, know-how in terms of building businesses. And then Va Vance Van Harris are, is CTO and Vance is the driving force behind our prod. So he's the, he's the technical brains behind the integration I described earlier, Mark, across all the channels, functionality and carrier capability. So so that's where Vance drives the whole prod side of the business. And then you know, I bring a huge commercial emphasis to the company uh, all around the, the, the corporate side, the funding side, um, you know, route to market, uh, working with key partners globally. So the three of us are very complementary. And um, obviously, we've built a very good team around ourselves as well. You know, it's not, not, not just the three of us. I mean, our, the team's as important as we are. So we've built a very good team across a great, great guy in Asia Pacific, Paul Mulvena, head of sales for Europe is based in London, Tamara Phelan. And we're in the process of hiring a head of sales for North America as well. Wow. Wow. So if I just break down those three roles, uh, your CTO Vance is kind of product um, focused, if you like, that the technology development. Yourself is, ma uh, you know, marketing sales channels to market. Um, uh, what did you say, John's? Uh, what would he sit under as his key key value he brings there? Well, John is very much on the strategic side. So Strategy. John, yeah, yep. yeah, very much so. So John would have considered in depth, you know, Vance's vision of where communications in general is going. And, you know, as a team uh, led by John, we would have thought long and hard as to where uh, that would have created uh, demand for particular type of communication solutions. And and then how do we access that demand? So that's hugely what John does. Also, John uh, and I deal very closely with all our investors, um, including institutional investors and private technology investors in a few different markets. We have investors from US, UK, Australia, Ireland. Um, so we do, we do plenty of uh, interaction with them and a lot of them bring value to the business as well. So, um, you know, fast growing company, Mark, uh, we're multifaceted in the way we do it, but the, there, are, there are, there are clear uh, segregations between what the three of us do and then we bring yeah. it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sounds, sounds like a, a, like a dream team, you know, as in, I, I love that breakdown there, three real key depth and of experience of skills allowing you to drive your vision forward. That's, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Um, when you're not working, what 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 spins your wheels when you're uh, you know when you're having relaxing time or doing things other than focusing on the company? Young family, Mark. So that takes up plenty of time. Two young boys, two wrecking balls, <laughs> and they're they're now playing. Uh, well, first boy's playing rugby now, so I was going to say, big... does he love his rugby? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, that's the first thing he's doing at weekends, and he's also horse riding as well. So that's all going on that's all going on so we're also then um i'm a i'm a big rugby fan you and i spoke about that previously so ireland have a very good team at the moment so lo lo love all that and i'm also a golfer as well uh quite wild but i, I hit the ball well but not necessarily <laughs> to, not necessarily to the right place but yeah, yeah. I, I i do enjoy it so plenty going on uh, plenty of sports plenty of um plenty of uh, home life and um so you know very enjoyable very good, very good. Tell me, what have been the um, key highlights of your career thus far? Not necessarily just in Solgari, but across your career. What are kind of the standout moments that you 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 draw a lot of uh, um, pleasure from remembering them? 
Sure. When I was in uh, when I was in City, so in the American Bank, you know, I had a you know, I, I rose to a very high role very quickly and I worked on some tremendously interest, interesting things. So, for example, I would have worked on after the dot-com bust, which was 2001 or, you know, 2000 into 2001, when obviously the, you know, the Martin Nasdaq in particular fell like a stone and it cut, off, it cut off funding to, you know, nearly all startups and a, a lot of the public companies that were caught up in the in the um, in the in the overvaluation of many of those companies at the time were struggling so i would have worked on massive restructuring projects for example on companies like france telecom and vivendi universal and it was absolutely brilliant time um we, you know these were big powerful companies that <clears throat> needed to needed to restructure so would have been working with you know the ceos the cfos of those companies over you know three or four years and um you know i was a young guy at the time i was you know late 20s uh so so um would have done a lot of that and you know that's that, that was a brilliant experience for me and you know that kind of thing gives you a lot of confidence as well um and, and shows you how to deal with you know, certain types of people, very senior people, very hard charging people. So that was a, that was a brilliant um, that was a brilliant highlight for me. But then after that, I get, you know, to be honest with you, into into the financial crash from two thousand eight onwards, that that was there were different type of challenges, there were much harder experiences. You know, some investments that mightn't have gone the right way. Um, you know, driven by things that might have been outside our control. Um, so you learn, you learn from the ups and you learn from the downs. So you try to bring all that, all that together, Mark, and use that experience yeah. to, to help what we're doing now. Very good. Very good. So can you tell me about your first year at Solgari? Kind of like, what did you execute on to really set your company on the right footing moving forward? Even like, tell us a bit about how you came up with the concept that you're going to go into this all channel type, um, area of the market knowing where SaaS was going what was your thinking you know at that point of 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 nexus if you like well here's the thing when we started out we knew that our our vision was ahead of where the market is and that's not necessarily a good thing to do right nevertheless we were very clear in the size of the opportunity so when we started out we we literally started doing business with smaller companies requiring one channel so voice typically voice right and there might have been one two three locations so that that is that is a much more commoditized play but you have you have to start somewhere and we were building up in and watching the market very carefully mark as to where you know, where when is the market still going to start adopting the requirement to offer what 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 the market knows is omni-channel today. When are when are B two C, for example, financial services or B two C e-commerce and retail, going to start presenting omni-channel to their customers? And that started really happening uh, very rapidly over the last two years. So we, we we all along were building we were building the product. So Vance has always had this technology. He's he's had it in use in the U.S. government and so on for a long period of time and. Putting the then the product on top, or you know, the, using the technology to produce the product that provides all the channels and modular as well, so your know, customers can pick and choose what they need. So, so, so the get-go was, you know, mainly voice, and then you see video, and then uh, SMS was always a player, and now chat is just enormous. Whether it's chat off a website or it's WhatsApp or or WeChat or Facebook Messenger, chat is now enormous, and now it's going on then into social media and so on. So we, we built it up carefully uh, in the full expectation that um, the market would 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 move to a requirement to all channel, and that that now is all the rage. So to give you an idea of 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 where where uh, there's there's a metric in our business that shows uh, exactly what the market is doing, and that is the average revenue per user per month. So so it moved from um, you know a starting point at 25 to I'll, I'll speak in euro terms, but 25 to 30 euros per user per month. And now it's three times that. So, so that leads to some other questions for me. Then is that um, when you say voice, just explain to me what you mean by voice. Are we talking about something that competes with Skype for business? Are we talking about a much more intelligent layer where, let's say, you're doing voice analysis, where whether it be voice fingerprinting? I don't know if there's another term for that. Can you tell me a bit about the sophistication around what you're doing and just that voice space? 
So voice is telephony. So it's 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 all the telephony capability delivered as a cloud solution. So you know, the general concept in the market is called PBX. That's what the market uses. Now, we, you know, PBX is a really old term. And uh, so it's voice with telephony. And we would have a lot of capability in, in that. So, uh, you know, you can, for example, on the security side, you can encrypt voice end-to-end on our platform. On the compliance side, you can record an archive in a very secure military-grade environment. And that applies to all our all our communication channels. So if you SMS is the same, chat is the same, video is the same. So so you can record an archive. And then if it's if it is voice mark, so that whether that be within a call or within a video meeting, we also have very deep analytics tools for voice. So you can search or you can you can word and phrase search, for example, in recordings using voice recognition. So so that's that's for example, that is the voice channel with, with an with an example of the some of the functionality. We provide in the voice channel. E- equally, there's a lot of functionality that applies because remember it is integrated, so the functionality applies across all the channels. So you, you can queue if you're talking about the contact center capability, you can queue um, uh, voice um, voice traffic, you can queue chat, you can queue SMS, etc. Right. So any any heavy inbound inbound um, communication requirements, you can queue across all channels, and then. Your agent can handle all three channels or more channels if they wish. Uh, so, so that's anyway. In, in in terms of your voice question, it's uh, we we have that that's that's what we do in the voice side. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And and you mentioned there military grade. So you're talking about you know federal agencies in the US, for example, um, have no problem adopting this because the security level is that kind of robust. Is that right? Exactly. So 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 Vance Vance comes from that background. So the starting point for us is compliance and security. So we, you know, we didn't build a web app and, and build our way back in. So we, we started from the core and it's compliance and security. And yes, Vance has, has multiple government contracts around uh, voice analytics, tracking, for example. And certainly you know, we have a major advantage there when it comes to compliance and security. So that's a key reason why we do very well in the in the financial services and fintech space. So if you if you do need to record uh, communications, whether it's voice or on the other channels, whether it's for regulatory reasons and our data reasons. So, for example, in retail or in e-commerce, they might not have a regulatory requirement to co- record communications, but there's fantastic data in those customer communications, so they do want to record it, and that then opens up them up, for example, in Europe to GDPR because they've got they've got consumer uh, data recorded. So, on our platform, all of that is recorded at military-grade encryption, so 1,024-bit encryption at rest and in transit. So, in transit. Means if an administrator is taking out recordings, it's encrypt, it's 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 transported at, at 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 that level of encryption. So it's a highly secure platform from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so why did you choose Microsoft as kind of being your your key play in that space? You know, you had the choices of IBM, you had the choice of you know Salesforce, Google, all these other. Um, potential large vendors you could have engaged with and gone to market with Salesforce as well, actually. So why why did you become focused um, on the Microsoft opportunity with your technology? Well, this would have started off. Vance would have driven and uh, pointed us commercially to work at Microsoft, and his thinking about it was was um, was started off with we actually use a lot of .NET ourselves in the platform, so we are a Microsoft house ourselves. So that then allows us to do many different things in terms of the integration, and you know, moving on from that, then Microsoft have allowed us to do some fantastic things with the integration as well, particularly around challenge creation framework. But so that was that was from a technical perspective, there was there was a there was a good reason, but probably from a commercial perspective, equally equally as important was. Vance was able to give us guidance that he felt that our solution was going to be very complementary to where Microsoft were bringing their own communication tools, you know, namely Skype for Business, and now we're into Teams. And that 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 vision and analysis has proved to be very accurate. So 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 we, as a third-party ISV, bring lots of capability that you don't find in Sky for Business or in Teams, you know, particularly around the ability to offer all the outside channels to the world. I talked about some of the compliance and security aspect of it. So, and also we're a carrier as well. So we, we have the full PSTN layer, wow. which, which is important. So is that means global? that- Is that global? Yeah, yes, absolutely okay. it's global. So so we are, we're a licensed carrier in Europe and we partner with global partners such as Verizon. 
and, and it allows us then to not only offer that integrated software service I was describing to you across all the channels, we can then carry the voice and messaging traffic of our customers and provide them local numbers anywhere in the world. Um, you know, one we did recently was Guatemala, uh, fintech business in Guatemala, got them local numbers to allow inbound calls there. Uh, we're doing the Middle East as well. So, you know, some of the Middle Eastern countries are, are difficult in terms of offering voice locally or offering t- uh, numbers locally, for example, on the carrier side. But, but we, we, we know how to we know how to address these issues. And it's, it's just technical things on the carrier side. So it, it does bring while we consider it, Mark, the, the carrier layer to be pure commodity. You know, we we you know carrying voice and messaging is just commodity. Yeah, yeah. When you put it, when you put it together with the software application, it produces a brilliant result because it's a full end to end solution to the cloud for our customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing. So another thing I want to unpack there is is the whole chat layer. You know, I've I've got friends at work in um you know uh, uh, Twilio, and they're telling me the big push that's coming is going to be in the area of. Um, Apple are going to open up or, or, or invest a lot more in the business story around, um, you know, their messenger app and therefore, you know, how companies can integrate at that layer. You know, we've just seen WhatsApp recently um, start to open up their APIs um, as a potential channel. Messenger on Facebook have been doing it for a while. Then there's the others like, you know, WeChat, the ones that are more Asia focused. How are you tackling those type of third party solutions, and and does your all channel solution encompass those? Yes, absolutely. So that's that. That this is this is really really important. And what your friends are saying to you are are, are is really interesting. So so our solution is is totally open. So. In, if you look at the financial services world and the use of of WhatsApp, for example, is a major issue because you know people just use what they want to use, and 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 um, you know that's particularly true of millennials as well, of course, which is you know a big driver of of um, what we do in terms of presenting all the channels. So, but in the financial services, for example, the use of WhatsApp is 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 widespread, and the problem that it creates is that um, the the companies don't know. Um, what exactly their their staff might be discussing or or even trading or uh, telling customers on WhatsApp, for example, and you know how do they, how do they retain those communications? So, yes, we address all of that, and uh, what, what we do is we essentially can land um, third party chat, whether it be what well WhatsApp, as you said, is just opening up the API. Facebook Facebook Messenger is totally open, so you you can land uh, Facebook Messenger chat on on, on a Sakari endpoint. So if you look at Microsoft. You know, the endpoint that we've that we've created with Microsoft inside the browser in Dynamics 365, our customers can land Facebook Messenger chat on that endpoint. Same for WhatsApp, and they can then reply to it, you know, from a single endpoint. But the beauty of it is, so now you've got again, you've got another channel sitting there. But if you need if you need that communications data, we can record and archive it. You'll find it in our cloud. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. That's that's brilliant. I mean, it's. You know, people are working so different these days and, you know, sometimes the last thing you want to do is pick up a, a phone and call a company you want to engage with. But chat, you know, I just find uh, you can chat and you're going to get a ping when they come back to you so you can carry on and do something else where if you're stuck on a call, whether it's hold music, et cetera, and I'm just, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm reflective of the generations that are coming through now. They just, they haven't got time for that. They'd much rather you know, use a chat channel and um, and when the, the other party comes back, engage it, wake. And so I can see the whole need to put that compliance layer then around it, you know, particularly if in financial sector or government sector or really any any that are, you know, concerned about how they're storing customer um, data. Yeah, exactly. So, so we we offer our own chat solution as well, which is which is, for example, so internal chat, or you can embed it on the website, which is using WebRTC. So it can be what's called out of dialogue chat is just a simple you know chat to an endpoint, and in in dialogue chat is where, for example, you may have started a interaction off a website. Let's say it's a financial services business selling insurance, and they offer the ability to call us now. So you click a button, WebRTC call. And you can you can also chat on 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 that 
dialogue as well. So you might want to, like the agent might want to present something in the chat box, uh, you know, around what the discussed the customer is discussing, or even use AI to present something they're discussing in the chat box. So we 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 have all that chat capability ourselves. But of course, as as we're discussing here, Mark, there the market is using lots of different chat solutions. So it's very it's very important that we can we can we can handle those third party channels. And to us, it's just another channel. We we so we we just landed on an endpoint and as I said, then that gives us access to the data which we can record and archive as part of, you know, a customer interaction across a number of different channels. Yeah. So tell me, have you done anything in the the Asia market around Weibo and and uh, specifically the other one there would be uh, WeChat? No, we haven't yet. We're we're actually we're actually working on a couple of transactions in China at the moment. And th- there's a bit of learning by doing. Um, because you, you you'll be aware there's lots of restrictions in the Chinese market, so 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 yeah we're looking at it at the moment and yeah we, obviously you know, you're well aware coming from New Zealand, you know how how prevalent WeChat is in particular in Asia. So yeah we're looking at it. It's obviously it's it's much more closed, uh, but it's something that we're, we're we are we are looking at and. You know, we're very much actually. You know, to to give you give you an idea how we build the business, we're very much customer led. So so we have a couple of fintech businesses in China that we're working with at the moment, and the the WeChat uh, requirement is there. So there's a few things we're working working through with them first in terms of delivering the solution locally, and we'll we'll get to that. But you know, everything is possible. So um, yeah, it's something very much on our agenda and on our roadmap. Yeah, I I, d- I did quite a bit of work in Hong Kong for a period of a couple of years, and probably one of the biggest requests we're getting, you know, we're not interested in all the, if you like, US or European-based channels, but WeChat and Weibo are two big, like, you know, so I researched the APIs and whatnot that we had um, to get into, but they've they've got, a, as you say, it's lockdown, as in from a government control perspective, but also they have their financial, the ability to transact on those platforms running very smoothly as well. So in, in some ways, they're way more advanced and perhaps some of the other, uh, you know, European slash US type platforms. Yeah, exactly. Because that's, I mean, that's how they communicate. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, as you know, no one answers email in Asia. No, 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 it's only no, chat. no. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So, so let's talk a bit more about the the how the uh, the evolution of your Microsoft partner. So you obviously went it, you chose it from a technology point of view that you're going to use it. What about, you know, go to markets, et cetera, that involve Microsoft? How, you know, how did you, um, a couple of things, how did you segment your market? How, how has Microsoft um, played a part in that journey of either engaging with Microsoft partners and or customers? Yes. So what we decided to do first, having got some advice from Microsoft directly, some senior people on the Dynamics 365 sales side, we, we focused on on some key partners to help us both in terms of integration of our solution with Dynamics 365 and in terms of positioning. And we've worked with a number of partners. I'd, I'd mentioned Atachi Solutions in London, who you know well. So yep, yep. we would have worked closely with, with uh, Kyle Hill and Chris mm-hmm. Huntingford on certainly on, on their team understanding our solution and how it could work with, with Microsoft. So they gave us some fantastic technical and um, strategic advice. So they were um, important. And then we, we, we would have spread out to partners in Australia. So we work, we're working closely with Oakton at the moment and uh, Germany with On Demand For You and, and, and a number of others as well. So, so trying to understand different layers of the, of the Dynamics 365 market. So from the enterprise layer down to the SMB uh, type of customers and which partners are more relevant. And, you know, all the partners is interesting because we find a lot of, a lot of the partners, we don't find uh, many partners the same. Well, the partners we want to deal with are not, are not necessarily resellers. They're much more system integrators, they're solution creators and so on. So no, none of them really look the same to us, uh, which is interesting. So, so we, we have to profile them and so on. But what we did first was, so we created a, a very clever integration uh, between our platform and Dynamics 365. Um, and essentially from our 
all-channel software phone, you just put in a parameter, whether it's identify the SMS number, identify um, uh, the call number, lots of different parameters. And we just fire a URL into Dynamics. And if the case is in Dynamics, it'll it'll pop open and you'll click to dial and up an SMS. All, all that kind of things were there. And we, we were moving forward uh, with that solution. So that worked with 365. It also works with, with on-premise. We're, we're moving forward for that solution. But then... Um, uh, Microsoft uh, gave us some indications about channel integration framework was something that, were, that they were working on. And once they had viewed our solution and our integration with, with Dynamics 365, the, the R&D team within Dynamics 365 creating channel integration framework asked us to move rapidly to, to, uh, to basically put our solution inside CIF, uh, which essentially allowed our solution to be made available inside the browser. It's very, very seamless. It's not, all, all, all the company needs to do is, is access CIF, and then we, we, we are an ISV available within CIF. And then literally a user can have single single sign-on, and, and there's there's your all-channel communications. Now, of course, there are other ISVs in there as well. So, so you, know, you, know, uh, you, you mentioned Twilio earlier on, so Twilio have a solution there as well. Um, but, you know, we, we, we believe we have something very, very unique in that. But to be honest with you, Mark, Microsoft have massively facilitated um, our entry into Dynamics 365 through Challenge Integration Framework. So, for example, it, re- it removes the total need for us to update our integration because Challenge Integration Framework does it automatically as, as Dynamics moves on to the onto the next releases. So that's brilliant. It's it's absolutely seamless. It's it's bulletproof, easy to use. All you need to do is press a button, and there's your channels. And um, so that, that's what Microsoft have facilitated. And they facilitated it because they're looking, you know, the, the Microsoft ISV strategy, I should have mentioned this as well, actually, we were talking about Microsoft. So the Microsoft ISV strategy, in our opinion, is way beyond Salesforce. So it's it's, it's interesting. Much- yeah, much more encompassing, and um, you know, there's a clear there's a clear support and go to market tools that they'll give you out of the box depending on what kind of ISV you are. Um, so in our case, we're a trial version on Dynamics 365. So you know, there's a laundry list of things that that they're providing us around PR, around case studies, um, you know, PDM, etc. So you know, as long as you know as an ISV how to how to work at Microsoft on 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 these tools and these collaborations. There really is a wide open road to um, to work with the right partners, with the right customers, and indeed with the right customers that are you have developed solutions on Dynamics 365 and are looking to continue to expand. And of course, in our areas, it's about the communications area. But of course, those ISVs do lots of different things around Dynamics 365. So, so Microsoft have played a massive role, and you know this is this is for us has unfolded very very rapidly. Um, so we saw Challenge Integration Framework, for example, the first time in November. Wow! And, so and, you have moved quickly. Then. Oh, very rapidly because yeah. well, as soon as we saw it, we said, "Wow." You know, we could we couldn't we couldn't have thought it up any better ourselves, and uh, so we move rapidly with 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 Ashu and the team in in the in the in the R and D team in, in CIF, and um, you know here we are now and we are. We are now, um, as as a result of that as well, we we've we've joined up with the communities team and we're we're a global sponsor and partner for three six five Saturday. Obviously, I met you in in Glasgow as one of the shows we're at. We're in Tampa last week. We're we're in Munich uh, this weekend. Uh, you're presenting not not just about ourselves. We're we're talking about the market and yeah, you know great. the market demand for what we're doing and why we're doing it. And we're trying to help partners. And of course, they're giving us feedback and you know ideas. So it's a it's it's a really really vibrant um, um, community mark. And Microsoft are playing a massive role in that. So we're delighted to be involved. Excellent. Okay, so I've got, I've got some stuff to unpack there um, that that you that you've covered, which I think is fantastic. So. There's a, there'll be a bunch of people listening to this that are in that ISV space and they might be in various geographies, you know, the Southern Hemisphere, Northern Hemisphere, all over the place. And as I know a lot of them have this question, like, who do I engage with at Microsoft? Now, let me just break that down for you a bit because, you know, in the local country that they're in, they'll have the Microsoft subsidiary. And a lot of people think, you know, by engaging with their subsidiary, these people have influence over software direction, et cetera. And really, they don't. In my experience, they are um, they are the sales arm subsidiaries around the world of the Microsoft technology. At the end of the day, head offices in Redmond, they have various development centers around the world. But if you want to move the dial on what you're talking about, you engage at a Redmond level. Is that right? 
I'll start by saying we don't know all the answers. Yeah. No, I just want your journey. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah. So, fine. so, but, 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 I think you're on the right track. Um, so we we focused on first and foremost, we focused on on the app source and the Azure marketplace teams, okay. and we got to understand and in the US, so we got to understand their vision about the markets and i think their vision about the markets is rapidly um it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a moving feast if you put it that way and we're trying to stay on top of that so 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 we 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 did that first we we understood then what was required for us to position ourselves in the right way the app source marketplace is the one that's relevant to us so we took some time to consider that uh, we 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 got to understand where AppSource may be successful and where it might be less successful. And that was very much, uh, we got partner advice on that. And so we thought all that through. And you're very much driven by partner advice on how to position ourselves, um, in both in AppSource and in general, as an ISV. What, what do you mean by partner advice? Um, so, so, for example, where... Where are the where are the Microsoft uh, teams focused on in terms of um, adding on ISV solutions when they're selling, um, for example, mm-hmm. Dynamics 365? So yep, yep. we we would have got insight into that, and mm-hmm. you know that's an area we're only getting into now, by the way. Uh, yeah, so yeah. The, you know the, the the with the Microsoft teams that, for example, let's say are in the financial services space, which would be very interesting to us. So we got a lot of views on that, and then of course we we um, you know we gauge very heavily with um, with the as I said the the app source team in terms of you know our positioning and now we're moving on into looking at um you know what their plans are for app source are they going going to is microsoft for example going to um you know maybe look at um you know all the isvs and app source and who's adding what value or, or less value for example and you know, you know make sure that we fit in as you know as a very high profile globalized fee that's adding massive value and you know and reaching the right people within microsoft on that which is easier said than done of course right we all yes, know that absolutely absolutely yeah so so but look we 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 have a good view of what's happening and we're working our way through it so that's one side of it but the other side of it was we 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 focus really hard on you know, getting to the right partners, and uh, that's a lot of that is word of mouth, Mark. Mark, uh, and also, you know, the the Dynamics three six five, or the three six five Saturday Roadshow is, or the global event is fantastic to getting to the right partners, or being advised on who the right partners are. So, you know, these are the partners that we can see that are, you know, you know, creating really great solutions on Dynamics three six five, and the customer base then might be might be very relevant to the solution that we have. And and nothing stops us, you know, just going and doing that business and making those partnerships work right now. So we, we're doing that, but of course we're also thinking about how how can we drive lots of inbound direct business to ourselves from AppSource or whether it be from Microsoft, so we can actually help our partners as well with with business that we can bring to the table. So, you know, that this is all this is all moving very rapidly. And as I said, Jared, at the start, we don't have all the answers, but we certainly have a good view of what's happening and you know how we can maximize it to for for us to add value which clearly helps our partners and it helps us as well yeah so so just on the app source front there are you um uh in what nature are you listed up there so you know you've got the options to um make an inquiry you know uh to um access a, a test drive demo um or install a solution directly in and start you know having having a play with it what what have you found is working for you at the moment Yes, we're we're just about to uh, launch a trial version um, uh, for Dynamics for customer experience, and um, and literally anyone that goes onto the trial version can, you know, it'll just go live immediately on a trial version with a you know, a user profile on Solgari, and it's 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 seamless. So, and you know, you know the, the app source, the you know app source is that anyone that requests a trial can get a two week trial, which is fine, which is fine by us. So, which is great. So the, the more people on trials, and and of course, if if you are an app source trial user, you you are a you are a Microsoft customer or your Microsoft partner. So so more than likely, you you really are looking for a solution. So 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 yeah, it's 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 the experience of app source is very important. There's a couple of things to be of interest in it. You can you can uh, you need to be careful of a few things. So you can actually leave um, 
anyone can leave a a review and the, and the review stays there so you know whether whether you get a negative review for um because you deserve it mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, or otherwise you just yeah. need to you just need to make sure that you, you run it properly yeah and so, so my understanding is if someone signs up for a test drive and so they get that two week in your case uh scenario they then have the ability to review it even though they haven't purchased it correct correct yeah. And so and so and so have you had some issues? No, not yet, but you know, <laughs> you have to be careful. So yeah. so that you I mean that makes us think mark very very hard about that two week period. And you you know not to drop any balls to provide automated help tools and also real life uh, sales intervention to to because depending on the size of the company, you know, if it's smaller SMB to mid-size, you know, a two week trial could be halfway to a deal. Uh, a larger company is unlikely to be the case, okay? Because you know, if you, know, you know the reasons why. So, so, so you need to you need to have really good automated and sales process in place to to ensure that two week um, that two week interaction goes really smoothly. Yeah. So, so can you kind of walk us through what you do um, around a that moving two week window for the individual? Do you have kind of like right? You're going to get in some, you know in person or uh you know at least a phone call is there kind of that are you adding the human touch or is it just fully a digital experience for them it's both so it's all it's always on the move mark by the way as as you know it's it's we're always trying to improve it but it starts with a human touch uh, because sales do want to understand um are there are there are there immediate requirements that the that the trialists may have, or, or is, is it more to understand the market? So, you know, either way, of course, we're, we're facilitating them. <clears throat> so you, you you certainly make it, there's a human's touch uh, immediately. And from there, there's automated updates that include, for example, help tools are, are requesting, are there any issues? Is there anything you'd like to discuss with us? So to encourage interaction all the way. So you got two to three, human touch points across the two weeks and you've got multiple interactions to try and either help or encourage the user to come forward with you know positives or negatives as the case may be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow there's um as you see we're, we're we're almost through um on our time and yet there's still so much to cover i just want to drill into a couple of things around where you see the future is going particularly around the use of ai now you know when i think of ai and I think of what you're doing as a company, you're one, you're dealing with voice, you're dealing with images via maybe video, uh, you know, it's a moving image, if you like, and you're dealing with tech. So three different areas that, you know, um, if we run a machine learning um, over that, and depending on the size of the data sets, um, there's a potential for one, a lot of learning around um, potential emotional nuances of a conversation. Um, and then how you could trigger actions to come off that. There are, you know, more than, there'll be many different future case scenarios that you could um, uh, explore from an AI perspective. What are you thinking um, around that area and, and where do you see things going? Sure. So we're, our, our, shall I say, Vance, our CTO, is way down the road on this. So we are, we are, for example, again, when we go back to our partnership with Microsoft, so we are, we are, our Vance and the team are very much looking at and talking to Microsoft and around the AI side and some of the AI tools that we could potentially use. However, we're, we're already, we're already creating our own AI. So um, on, on customer journeys on our solution, there's lots of AI potentials. So I, I'll give you some examples on the voice side. If, if, if a, let's say a retail customer comes in across, and retail is an area where there's lots of demand for what we do. So, so if a retail customer comes in on a website to buy something and they, they do want to interact with the, with the, with the vendor, typically they'll use, they'll, they'll use chat. So, we we then have the ability then for them just to speak the chat that they want to that they want to put in, so they don't have to type anything in. So we got that oh, cap- fantastic. Yeah, yep. so we got that capability. But let's uh-huh. say, let's say then as well that they decide that they want to discuss with uh, they need to discuss with an agent, so they can elevate that chat to voice. Just click click a button. So now 
you've got a voice conversation going on. So w within the voice, um, we can we can use speech recognition to 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 identify the key requirement of the customer or the prospect, and and present uh, images of that or suggested images of what they're looking for back into the chat box. Wow, excellent! And, and that that is the type of it's you know, to ask your mark that's it's sauce within the journey but you know, you're 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 uh, as per your question you're very familiar about how ai is you know very important um, in terms of the microsoft cloud story as well so you know, there's some examples of of where we see and there's machine learning in there of course so th we we've got a, we've got a lot of ai uh, potential within our platform and we're starting to bring some of it out even even other areas as well from if not just from not just, for example, from the customer side, even from the agent side, we, we, we can see some potential. In fact, more than potential, we're, we're going to do it. So we're, we're going to move our our endpoints will just be a single web-based endpoint. So whether you're on a laptop just using what would have been a software phone, or let's say you're in the browser in Dynamics, we're going to go to a position where the, the, what you're, the, the channels that you're presented are the channels you always use. And then if, if you want to get other channels, you just be, you know, click a button and bring the other channels into place. So we're, we're going to bring some some AI into that side of it as well. And it just, again, it makes it you know, a much quicker, quicker, seamless experience for on the Asian side as well. So there's lots of things we can do. And, and, and I'm sure uh, Vance could, could say a lot more than me on this, Mark. And I, I know he's, he's discussing it with the Microsoft guys, actually, I think later this month in, in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. uh, or is it, yeah, later this month, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah, it is. Yeah, at the user experience event. Yep. So, so, um, so there's lots going on the AI side. AI side. So, yeah, to us, it's extremely important. It, it'll bring much more, um, it'll bring some really clever, um, uh, you know, nuances into the customer journeys that are, that are running on our channels, you know, as, yeah. as I described. Yeah. Listen, final question before we get on some quick fire. What three uh, items of advice would you give to an, um, somebody considering becoming an ISV with Microsoft? Yeah, number one, I would say absolutely imperative is to see what your value add is to whichever part of the Microsoft Cloud Stack that you're that you're that you're complementing or integrating work or building on. So, what's the value add? And as well as the value add in terms of the solution outcome, you know what what do the economics look like? So, for example, what what would a customer, a Microsoft customer, be paying for whatever they're paying within the cloud stack plus your solution? And what what does that look like from a from a from an end customer perspective? So, that that is the number one thing I would say. Um, number two then is um, I would say a route to market. So, is your solution? You know, would the partner community or uh, within the partner community are the partners that would see a lot of value in bringing your solution to their existing microsoft customers or is it more a a direct sell uh, or, or is it both and then how do you execute on that um and then the third thing i'll say is as well is to you know is to interact with with microsoft to to make make the team and this goes back to the original question you and i were discussing is you know ca can you bring the isv solution to the attention of microsoft because if if microsoft can see a lot of value in your isv solution there's there's only upside to that you, you you'll move beyond the the laundry list of really powerful things that they'll give you to you know to maybe you know co-selling and then into you know partner marketing support, all kinds of different things. So I, I think those three things, uh, and probably in that order, Mark, would mm -hmm, be the three mm -hmm. things I'd advise on. Yeah, nice, nice. I think that's uh, tremendously valuable to the various ISVs that'll be uh, listening to this. So thanks for that. Let's let's get on to some um, quickfire questions. Um, what's the best piece of business advice you've ever received? Keep it simple. Yeah, kiss. Definitely, yeah. Keep it simple. I, I mean, you know, if your story is too complicated and your pricing is too complicated, something's missing. It needs to be, and and you know, that's something that we've had to think long and hard about because we we've had a very powerful solution, but we you need to present it very simply, and we're we we've arrived at that point. So it has to be a simple story. That the, the person, the user that's using your service, needs to have an understanding and you know, able to see what you do very simply. Yeah, excellent. What's one thing on your bucket list? 
Oh, let me think. Um, <laughs> how about the World Cup final in Japan? Oh. <laughs> well, uh, no, that's that's that. We we need a few things to happen for that, Mark. Isn't that right? Yeah, um, that's for I, real, right? Yeah, I'd like I'd I'd like to do uh, I'd like to um, I'd like to play uh, golf on all you know the top ten courses in the US because wow. okay. they're you know they're brilliant courses. So I haven't done yeah. that before. I'd, I'd like to do that. What's the one productivity tool you use every day? Well, Dynamics 365 is, uh, is, 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 is becoming a really, really important part of what we do as well. So, um, you know, we're, we, we're, we're learning more. I mean, it's a very rich, deep platform and lots of different modules. So we're getting much more up to speed ourselves in terms of, in terms of using it ourselves. And, um, you know, that's also important in terms of um, some, you know, idea generation and, uh you know, particular demos that we might want to do with with our partners. So yeah, we we use that. We we everything that we do in the business is all cloud based. We've we don't use anything on premise. So even even from for example, you're running the business on the corporate side. Uh, you know, zero. Um, you know, good New Zealand business there. So zero on the. Is that right? You're using zero. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. So zero Fantastic. and. Yeah, and uh, uh, so that's a, that's an excellent tool, and again, yeah, it's it's, sim- it's simple to use as well. Yeah, and uh, you know everything we do in cloud. So like even the business, you know, our you know financial, you know the corporate side, everything is in the cloud, and you know, you know OneDrive, etc. So you know we, we we just we just focus on practicing what we preach. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Tell me, who do you recommend as a guest? Um, you know, keeping in mind that the audience is really ISVs out there. Um, do you do you have any recommendations for a future guest for the show? Um, I would. Um, did do you know Steve Mordu in the US? Yeah, I know him well. Okay, well, Steve, I found very interesting when I met him last week. He was he was great. He gave us some very good insights and you know potential insights into new things. So he could he could be good. Um, I'm just trying to think on. Uh, is there anyone what, else? What about anyone else on your team? You talked about oh, um, on our team, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, I mean, and... Vance could be a great guy to bring yeah. on board, and he, he could, um, Vance, uh, Mark uh, could give you lots of really interesting things on AI and you know his vision around that. So I've given you the the, the headline vision of yeah of of integration across your know, channels and functionality and carrier. Um, you know, Vance would be way beyond uh, where I am, and in terms of uh, the technology vision of where where we go next, and uh, as we discuss, AI is a major part of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd say Vance would be more than happy to join you. Yeah, what about John around the strategy side? Because I, I think yeah. these are these are very unique parts of any ISV business, and um, you know, you get totally different perspectives. So. Yeah, no, John. John. John is is very. He's a very fluent talker and very mm-hmm. clear thinker, and I'm sure he'd be delighted to join you as well. Awesome. Yeah. Ed, it's been great to have you on the show. There's there's so much more I'd love to discuss. As you see, we we didn't even reach half the questions. Not even probably um, maybe a quarter of them only. Um, but uh, before you go, if people want to reach out to you um, online, what's the best way they can contact you? We're big on LinkedIn, so. Ed Grant on LinkedIn, Sogari, is where everybody will find me. So I'd recommend just contact contact me on LinkedIn or connect with me on LinkedIn, please. Hey, thanks for listening. Big things are happening here at NZ365Guy, and we don't want you to miss out on anything. So feel free to subscribe at nz365guy.com. Watch your space. Got a lot planned in 2019. Full show notes can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 83. And until next time, bye for now.